0: Welcome back to another episode of The Proc Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And as always, before we jump into today's topic and welcome today's guests, um, don't forget to get us a cup of coffee or get yourself a coffee cup in our shop. It helps us out a lot. And now, without further ado, I'm calling from Norway, Siebenhundere uh guitarist and songwriter, right? And yeah, Magnus Johansson, right. the uh keywordist from the band Marathon. Um, and you guys, you have a new album um right around the corner. It is called Unseen Colors. And uh yeah, I'm super excited uh for you guys to be back with new music. Um, welcome to the Proc Talks. Um how are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for having us. Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Just uh, just came off work into this. Uh, what about you, Magnus? Uh, I'm good.
2: Uh, thanks for having us. Um, haven't done much today. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in my humble home studio. So it's uh, nice to talk to you. today, Doug.
0: Wonderful, yeah. I remember, like before the pandemic, was it 2018 or 2019 when you guys toured with uh, Leprous yeah. and of course, the first album Meta was, um, uh, yeah, the talk of the town. <laughs> oh, that's
1: that's nice. <laughs>
0: and um, yeah, I think you guys, oh, uh, I mean let's rehash a bit maybe the the history of marathon because meta was the first real album from marathon but the band has been going on for a lot longer than just like right before dropping the debut album right and um <clears throat> but but with meta i think you guys had also and the and the touring that you were able to do back then you 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 were kind of building up a momentum. so so did you have the feeling that it was kind of kind of stopped and halted with a, with a pandemic then like happening right after?
1: Um, well, you've been part of this longer than I have among this uh, in terms of yeah, the yeah. If, stuff. If we go back to the history of it, uh, maybe Simon, you can tell
2: about the, the writing process of the first album. And yeah, yeah, sure. If, if you're going to look back at sort of
1: the, the entire uh, um, sort of timeline of, of the band, uh, we started back in 2010. Yeah. Actually. Uh, and
0: if I remember right, you were part of it and then you like you dropped yeah, out. Yeah, and then... so
1: I was part of it. Uh, I was one of <laughs> the <back>. founding members. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to call it that, uh, along with uh, our current drummer, Frank, and a guy called Kevin, a uh, great uh, bass player uh, who was with us at the time and Frederick joined soon after. And um, we recorded or wrote and recorded uh, Meta in like 2013 2014 and and sort of mixed it and, and mastered it and i left not long after the the first version of the album was finished uh in 2014 so i think i left around the, i think around the time we're at now like like september october or something uh, 2014 so uh so uh, the band obviously continued without me uh and um and sort of did a great job just building up like a, an audience, like a fan base, uh, and sort of getting sort of the whole live thing uh, going on. Because we didn't focus too much on the live playing when I was in the band. It was more about figuring out, okay, what are we going to do, writing new stuff, uh, and just getting like uh, an album out. Uh We did put out like an EP before that. That's That's... Terrible, terrible. Nobody should listen to that. But, uh, but yeah, that was sort of uh, the gist of it. And um, and they hired a new guitar player, a new bass player, and uh, and obviously Magnus as well has been very essential to to the band's live sound.
2: Yeah, the, the, the guitarist who replaced you uh, was the one reached, who reached out to me, and he showed me an album, which was, in my opinion, uh, a fantastic album and uh, and uh, also Frederick and Frank was uh, still in the band uh, and they were sitting on this album and they told me we think it's too good not to be releasing this and not to be playing this, uh, these uh, songs so uh, I kind of became a part of this new band uh, trying to promote this album so we started in uh, in 2016, and playing every gig we we came across, playing for uh, two guys and a dog, and uh, up until uh, the release of the album, uh, which was in uh, in um, 2019,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: and uh, yeah, that was like uh, the first gig we managed to to get an attendance of 100 people with uh, as as a headliner ourselves. So, we did a lot of small gigs to get to that point. and uh, from then on, we we got a couple of support gigs from for circus maximus and and um, and leprous. And when uh, the talks started to go about doing a European tour with the with the leprous, um, there was some I guess different interests within the band because um, um yeah <laughs> long story short we needed to uh, we asked uh, seamen to come back to to <laughs> do the entire tour and um the tour was in february 2020 and we played i don't know 20 concerts yeah so 25 it was a shows. Break I think. for us natural break to start working on a new album once we finished that tour uh so when you asked if the the pandemic uh was bad for the band, I guess uh, we would ha- have a natural playing break during those months
0: um yeah b- and bef- before before we jump into into the, the the new album um there there were a couple of um uh, yeah after album singles and then you kind of re-release the album as a meta plus right. If I remember correctly. Yeah, we. <laughs>
1: so so um, yeah, so so we actually recorded a couple of more songs for Meta that wasn't on the first original version. Uh, there's even one more that it's not on the current version actually, but but that's a story for another time. But yeah, so we recorded. I think we recorded twelve songs in total, and I think eleven eventually would be released. I think that we did a song called "Almost Human" and a track called "Fringe Logic" as sort of sort of tail singles to, to sort of to follow up um, the momentum of, of Meta. And after that, uh, our label in the recordings, they wanted to sort of consolidate everything into a sort of re-release. as uh, so We sort of settled on the name Meta Plus, which sort of, I guess, fit with the sort of the band's <laughs> vibe. <laughs>
0: And, uh, and and, and uh, um, I think back then you didn't have to share uh, your, the name of the album with uh, one of the biggest social media platforms. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that that was that was my next point. Yeah, that was before the whole uh, uh, before the suck decided to change the company name from Facebook <laughs> to Meta. Yeah, obviously we would have never called it that. <laughs> if we knew that, but you know, it's. I think. Um, uh, I think you know, it's, uh, we're flattered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, from from all the meta songs, including the meta plus songs, I think "Almost Human" is my favorite song. So, oh, thank you. Um, uh, I was uh, I, I really liked the album, but then then you came came I think Fringe Logic and then Almost Human and then, that was like oh yeah they they got some some more in <laughs> into <Yeah. laughs> it there <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's, uh I guess they're a bit more proggy than some of the other tracks uh, on, on the record or at least sort of longer format songs with more parts and more stuff going on like very busy drums. I don't know why they didn't make the cut on the first version, uh, Magnus. I wasn't there. <laughs> uh,
2: no, uh, I didn't hear the songs until, I guess, uh, a couple of years after <laughs> I joined. So yeah. uh, where they have been stored, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, they certainly fit, uh, uh being a part of the, the meta era.
1: Yeah, yeah. Than, totally. So it's
2: good to have them released. And now we start on this new chapter.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good way to put it. It sort of fits with the sort of meta era, I guess. Uh, but there, there were quite a few people who were like, "Oh God, these are these are songs from the new record or the next album number two. and we're like, "No, no, <laughs> no
0: don't no, get that... too excited too fast." <laughs> yeah, 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 we haven't even started on that yet. So.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, speaking speaking of which, that's actually a good segue into talking about the new album. Um, which is out uh the friday after we release this episode october 7th right um, yeah and uh i ha- the first few singles from the new album um they went into the other direction i would say they were very very electronic very poppy not not that many super um uh proggy parts well they they are proggy in a certain way but maybe not as not really like super complex they're just um, like um yeah. but there is some some crazy stuff on the album some different stuff um so the the when you um decided on the singles was it um was it an obvious decision that you would go for the for the shorter, popular songs.
1: Uh, well, I think you know uh, it's a good question. You know, there, there's always a couple of ways you can look at. You know, how to decide singles. You know, there's there's always you know different ways of thinking about it. I think for us it was more about okay, what's what's the job of a single? You know, what's the purpose of it? What's the sort of the general format? You know, uh, and I think you know we because I think every song on the album is very different. Uh, both in just musically and sonically as well. So so it wasn't really about figuring out songs that represented the album, because I think no no single song represents the album that well alone, I think. So it was more about, okay, let's just work with the format of a single and work with that sort of the job a single has to do uh, in terms of, you know, getting on playlists and, and creating a buzz and and getting new fans and, and yeah, all that stuff. Uh, so I think we sort of figured, okay, that these songs are the most, you know, suitable for that job. Um, I think that was our logic, Magnus. If yeah, I'm not, if I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's not, you know, the only way to do it. Obviously, there's been, you know, famously like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, Muse uh, with Knights of Sidonia and and our single as well. You know, the uh, Spectral Friends, which is not like an obvious single candidate. I'm not comparing our song to those <laughs> two previous songs, but but in terms of you know selecting like in, uh, an atypical single candidate, you know that can work sometimes as well.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Spectral Friends, Spectral Friends became somewhat of the band him, right? Uh, yeah. Especially live. And it's also your like by far your most played song on Spotify, <laughs>
1: by by far. And you know, and and uh, I think, uh, and I wasn't part of that decision to to release that as a single, but I think that was uh, you know absolutely the the right decision. Uh, but it's sort of a different way of thinking about it than we did with this this record. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was more or less uh, the way we did it this time.
2: Yeah, um, also with the uh, with uh, a couple of songs we. Wanted to uh, present a different side of the band uh, by choosing the songs we we actually did use as singles now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 actually. It, I was very surprised. I mean, of course, I knew about the 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 influence. That I knew about the possibility that there's gonna be some some more electronic stuff coming from a band like Marathon. Um, uh, but um, what what also uh, like uh one thing i i saw was that that some of those song names are like pretty cryptic <laughs> <laughs> so would you care explaining what a boltzmann brain is <laughs> all right uh, well
1: i, I think uh, uh i was afraid you were going to ask that um you know when just a side note, when we uh, played our record to the, to our label the first time, they were like, ah, finally, you're doing something more, you know, that's more accessible. But the song titles, you can't even Google them. <laughs> 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 They're like two steps uh, forward, one step back. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's just the way it was. Yeah, so a Boltzmann brain, uh, it's um, sort of derived from a sort of famous uh, thought experiment from uh from a scientist, physicist called Ludwig Boltzmann, who basically is very, very easily explained, basically said that you know the likelihood of a brain just randomly appearing at some certain parts of the universe is larger than you know everything um that were to happen for us to exist in this place right now. You know, there's so many coincidences, right? <laughs> for us to be in this place, so many things that would have to happen that that likelihood of a brain just randomly appearing some somewhere in the universe with you know consciousness and, and memories and thoughts is you know possibly higher than the probability that we're existing in in, wow. in the, the here and now. So so the idea is that oh are we all Boltzmann brains like floating around in space? <laughs> <laughs> and, and but I just I just. Uh, I just like the title. I just love like weird, dumb stuff like that. Um and it reminded me of Pinky and the Brain. (laughs) (laughs) So so I actually had the Boltzmann Brain title for a long, long time. And there was actually another song called Boltzmann Brain, but when we wrote the one that you know is is known as Boltzmann Brain today, I was like, no, this is this is Boltzmann Brain because that title is too good to waste it on something else.
0: So um, is there going to be a video with floating brains for
1: it? No, uh, we we actually were going to do a video about a dancing brain. (laughs) Like uh, a guy or a girl uh, in a brain suit. (laughs) Okay. Dancing in the street. But, uh, uh, well, uh, brain suits are very expensive. Let me tell you that. So, (laughs) so, yeah, we didn't have the budget for that.
0: (laughs) You need to do crowdfunding for that.
1: Yeah, 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 we should
0: think about that next time. <laughs> um, but the, of course, on the album, there's not only singles, and uh, I think the biggest surprise you left with the last two songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Uh, for yeah, yeah all,
1: I want to hear what, what you have to say.
0: Well, all uh, all you people listening out there, um, yeah, you can. You, you better prepare yourselves for something huge. Um, Wow, uh, I, I'm just I, I was I was actually super. Uh, I had to stop what I was doing when when it came on because it, it was so flashed by it. Um, oh, the thank last, you. That, that's that's really the cool. last two songs on the album, "A Body of Your Own" and "Unseen Color." Um, I have the feeling you like like going from Meta to Unseen Color. Um, you 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 kind of let a bit loose of the um of the quite like there's quite some similar songs on 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 meta, um like style wise, this like there's there's kind of this this marathon style song on meta that was there a couple of times. but then I have the feeling that you' mm, songwriting wise you. You let loose and and went in different into different direction like you said with the singles you wanted to to show like the more poppy and electronic side but um what you're doing on those last two songs is uh, neither poppy nor electronic yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh going into the songwriting for um for unseen color was it uh, like were were you going for a um, like, let's just see what happens and anything goes uh, kind of approach.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it was sort of a weird situation. Uh, and if you just have you chime in if, when you want bonus. but um, but I was sort of just joining the band after being away for, for like six years or something, and there wasn't really any material to work with within the band when I joined because the the focus. Uh, I think from the previous version of the band, you know, in my absence, I think was more just play live and, and and you know, build up an audience and all that stuff. So there wasn't really any focus on writing new stuff. So when I came in, it was, we were more or less starting from scratch in a lot of ways. Uh, so, so it sort of gave us this weird um, uh, circumstance where, you know, the band had sort of built up the uh, uh, marathon as this one thing and i had been sort of on the outside and sort of our paths had diverged a bit you know musically i'd been like part of the band in, in in a meaningful way during those years obviously we're still friends and all that but but like i weren't really part of any decisions and sort of the the brand of the band or sort of how the band was supposed to sound and So I sort of had this outside in perspective uh, when we were going in. And so we didn't really know what to do at all. You know, the only thing that we do, I think we agreed on the tour bus driving through Serbia or something, we're like, oh, we have to do a new album You know, uh, when we get back. That was the only thing that we knew, uh, which is better than just, oh, we have to do new music because it's sort of, okay. we have to write like 11 or or 10 songs or something. So that was sort of the only guidelines that we had. but but obviously the when we just as we were going to start write the album our initial plan was that we were going to be together in a room to just write everything since we didn't have any ideas you know going into it but then obviously covid happened um so and we didn't really know when things were going to open up again right so we're just like waiting and waiting and waiting and we didn't want to go back to the old way of doing stuff, which was basically just me in my room writing stuff because we were like, okay, just let, let, let's try to give this new way of working a chance after COVID. But it didn't really happen. So I just started experimenting with stuff like, okay, I just, I'll just i just try to make whatever I want. And if anything works for Maritime, that's cool. If it's for some other project, that's cool as well. So So I was just like messing around with stuff on my spare time or just to stay productive and to just like try new stuff. And and um, and I think, you know, that was what became the album at the end. I think all those weird ideas that didn't really fit anywhere else. I think me and Magnus were talking and we were like, what if that's the album? <laughs> what if all <laughs> these weird things that don't really fit in with, because we had like 30, 40 song ideas. And most of them were like more like meta or more in that style, I think, more like rock metal. And we're like, oh, but we have all this cool, weird stuff that doesn't fit in, but what if that's the album? (laughs) Uh, So so that's sort of what happened. Um, And uh, yeah, I think the guys were on board with it and it sort of happened gradually. It took like six months before we really got to that point. I think we just spent a lot of time just figuring stuff out and just waiting and trying out different stuff by ourselves. And after uh, after like we got into I think around this this time of year in twenty twenty uh, I think you know the we started to get a sense of what the album was going to be uh, I don't know if that's your experience, Magnus, but
2: <laughs> please, yeah, definitely. Please elaborate. Uh, at a at a point, you came up with this uh, overall idea, um, which uh, the rest of the band uh, could relate and 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 like us too so um uh, then we uh, we went all in on that direction so yeah, and yeah we, we we loved the a lot of the demos you came up with and uh, as i mentioned some of them were were really meta sounding uh, but uh, overall we went for um a different direction and uh, maybe there's a uh, time and place for the other songs, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, you know, it's it's never too late for anything. So yeah, I, I think just the the overall main difference is that you know we we got the chance to sort of re reevaluate what what a marathon song could and could not be, and sort mm. of open it up. Mm. Uh, because I think you know when we made the first record, we were quite young and you know insecure, and we're just like, okay, we we just want to sound like. The bands that we uh, sound the most like already, right? And
0: Muse, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Muse, for example, (laughs) and and, and,
1: and like bands like Twenty Two and a bunch of other stuff and Mars Volta and whatever. But uh, but I think we're too afraid of adding more of ourselves into it because in my mind it was like, oh, nobody else has done like. one minute dub reggae bat bass solo at the end of a rock <laughs> song, <laughs> uh, so there's probably a good reason for that because it's not a good idea. But but now it's like yeah okay just let let's uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm and, sure uh, the so song.
0: So, so when when you brought in the songs, uh, did you already uh, like uh, have the the vocal stuff for for Frederick uh, lined out or uh, is that a lot of that coming from from him? like over on top of your songwriting yeah. uh,
1: well we we don't have really any rules for making music in this band it's just like the best stuff or or mm-hmm. just whoever comes up with stuff but because of covid and whatever it sort of became n- sort of natural that since i'm you know used to working that way on my own and just making like more or less complete songs yeah. or at least somewhat complete demos um you know that that did sort of happen that way but you know on meta frederick wrote a lot of the vocal parts uh along with me but for this record i did most of the lead vocal stuff uh obviously he added his sort of uh flavor to it but he his main contribution i think was more the sort of the backing vocals and harmonies and that's like his specialty He's great with that stuff and that was all him he just like at every like harmony and second voice and all that stuff that's that's sort of uh, all him but but i had a lot of the stuff in my head or i had a sort of vision for the, the lead vocals you know as i wrote the stuff yeah uh,
0: I, I have the feeling on, cool. on on unseen color is uh, uh on unseen color that uh, uh as well as on meta that marathon is kind of like a band where all ingredients are Like are very very important uh, all the different instruments like as a band but still i mean frederick's voice is in front and center yeah (laughs) there's no way around it and yeah on on unseen color it's it shows once again (laughs)
1: yeah i I think the biggest difference uh is that on the first record uh you know the stuff that i wrote for frederick uh i didn't really necessarily think about you know the key of the song and his vocal range and and you know what he's best at obviously he can do a lot but but everybody has sort of their their preferred uh ranges of singing in so uh, i so i worked really hard you know to to write stuff that would work for him both tonally and musically uh, as well so uh so that was a big difference instead of I was working with him and not against him, which I think was the case on the on the first record, but you know it still still sounded good on the first record, but it I think it became felt more natural this time
0: um yeah the 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 Pan ultimate song, the longest song on the album a body of your own is of course there's, like his his uh, his performance is absolutely goosebumps inducing um. But but not not that's not the only um like secret weapon of the of the song. I think the string arrangement is also fantastic. So um is it uh programmed? Did you have real strings for that or who is uh responsible for that? <laughs>
1: yeah, mommy's <I'm a> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um the um yeah, we met together. brought some uh, some uh, string parts when we were in uh, in Oslo, and then uh, we um, we hired some uh, girl off of uh, Fiber, <laughs> and, uh,
1: and you know, an wrote... orchestra is ex- expensive, Dario. So but <laughs> yeah. one person can can play multiple times. <laughs> so
2: she recorded. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was it five uh, layers or something? Was it
1: more? No, I know. It was like uh, it was like 15, 16 layers. of...
2: Yeah, there will... uh, Was
1: first and second violin and viola. Yeah, and uh, and uh, then we
2: had uh, Raphael, uh, who's now playing in Leper's to to do uh, I,
0: I a I very expected important as much. Uh,
2: improvisation <laughs> on top of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so it was basically that. You just we had like the demo had like an original basic string arrangement. And then Magnus is obviously, you know, trained in arrangement. He has like a master's degree or something. Isn't that correct? That right <laughs> so I, well. I don't know notes, but Magnus knows notes. So he's like, okay, this is wrong, Simon. This is wrong. <laughs> to, we, so he like wrote out the notation for it and like, oh, what about if you change this note to this and like made it sound real, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> as opposed to my just like sitting in Pro Tools and just drawing <laughs> MIDI lines. And, uh, and yeah, that sounds it, refreshing. Uh, though, have, breaking all the rules—it yeah. sounds,
2: uh, it feels kind of refreshing when you break all the rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun, but it's but but I think you know when we're gonna have real musicians play it. You now it helps to have, you know, a professional or a, like a real sort of, sort of uh, arrangement for it. Uh, so um, yeah, so it's it's real strings,
0: yeah. Wonderful! I can't I can't wait for people out there to hear it actually, and 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 or show it to people and say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about showing the music to people out there, um, any plans, any live plans already at this point, or are you just uh, like maybe preparing something already in the background.
2: Uh yeah we are working on uh, a couple of uh, shows in Norway this fall. Uh one for the release party which uh, will happen in uh, November. Uh and uh hopefully we can do our, uh, some touring uh, in 2023 yeah.
0: So yeah. By the way just I just I just remembered that I think Leprous posted something that they still need a special guest for their European run, <laughs> oh, <it is.
2: laughs> they, they
0: have a, 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 I think they have a Kalandra as opener mm-hmm. confirmed, but they posted something about looking for a special guest, and it's always cool to see. Like uh, I think Wheel, who also played a couple of times with 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 uh, uh with Leprous, um and also with Zone, for example, uh, and also Lizard now playing with Zone. like yeah. like from from tour to tour, they move up from from opener to mm. special, special guest.
1: Player. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway yeah, you know we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens uh, you know we're, we're talking to those guys on and off so so who knows
0: uh, i really hope you, you you guys will be able to present unseen color live um to a big audience and i wish you guys all the best with the album it uh, deserves to be heard far and wide thank you, Dorian. Uh, thank you thanks for being on the show it was uh great talking to you uh super excited for the album to come out and and i'm sure the people who already know you will uh, they, they they're gonna love it um but of course there's gonna be a lot there's still a lot more to to convince and, and, and you, you, seven, got some, uh, you got some pretty good arguments uh all right thank you so much uh you guys out there don't forget to follow marathon uh on their socials uh to keep up to date what's uh happening in marathon land um and also like upcoming live announcements and all that you are gonna find the links on screen and down in the description as always um and don't forget to follow us as well on our socials and get us a cup of coffee or get yourself a cup or other merch stuff helps us out a lot thanks guys this was a really cool episode i really enjoyed uh talking to you i hope to see you on the road uh, soon um until then Take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and keep spreading that prog love. The Prog Talks, produced by The Prog Space. Main host, Rune bensvik Produced by Rune bensvik Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munibis. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.